0: Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Music City Drive-In. I am joined by a special guest. We have talked movies before. I have from Cinemania World Podcast. I have Hannah. How are you today?
1: Hi. Hello. I'm (laughs) good. Bored in quarantine.
0: (laughs) You know, it's crazy to me. Like, I would really watch the least favorite movie i've ever seen in my entire life in theaters right now like i wouldn't care what movie <laughs> it was i just want to see a movie and i just want to go to the theaters again
1: me too i was just thinking about that like not uh, while i was eating dinner with my family i was like damn promising young woman would have been out <laughs> oh, <laughs> and we God. would have been watching it
0: i got depressed because i bought doritos and on the on the dorito bag it had wonder woman and then it had the release date of like june 5th or whatever it was and oh, i just yeah. saw it and i'm like i was excited about wonder woman i wasn't like like i'm not like overly but it just still broke my heart because i wanted to go see it you know what i mean it's like yeah that that date is wrong do not lie to me it's not you <laughs> okay well
1: wonder woman only got delayed like two months though which is like the least harsh of a lot of the rescheduling
0: well yeah i mean of all the good ones all the good ones got really pushed. yeah but it's going to be a crazy award season. I'm still unsure oh, yeah. it, I
1: don't even know if there is going to be an award season. <laughs> <to that. laughs> unless unless studios are like, "Hey, we're just going to release all of our indies on like, you know,
0: VOD." Right? Like, oh, they'll just start sending them out for everybody to watch and it, it's like Well,
1: the Oscars would have to change their rules. First yeah. of all, because they have to have a theater run to qualify. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so.
0: Yeah. So. It's either that or it's just going to be a very very busy October November December. <laughs> like.
1: Yeah, I don't.
0: Like mm. <laughs> it. Like it would be funny. If, like you. It, you have to weigh, Like the first few. Like I was looking at my letterbox and the movies that I saw in twenty. 20 in theaters like the the good versus the bad it was like oh my god this list is horrible i need to get back to the theaters just so i can start weighing out some of these bad movies that i saw (laughs) yes but i brought hannah on here because we are going to talk um i like doing this i like going back and diving into the oscar seasons and who should have won who i thought should have won of the ones nominated and then of course you can talk about who you thought should have been nominated as well so i brought her on here and the funny thing about it was as i was thinking about it so i was like you know what what year should we start and i was like well you know what let's just start with present year because then we can work our way back you know what i mean and so we're going to kick it off with 2019 movie season slash 2020 Oscars. So we're going to do Best Picture, we're going to do Best Actor, Best Actress, and then we're going to do Director as well. Um, I didn't want to do too, too many of them. We probably could have done a lot more. We probably could have went into Supporting Actor and Supporting Actress. I could have complained about why Shia LaBeouf was not nominated for Supporting Actor for about an hour, <laughs> but... I figured we'll keep it short and sweet and just keep it to the um, kind of the four big ones per se. So um, we're going to kick it off in the Best Actress category. Um, obviously, the ones nominated were Renee Zellweger, who won Charlize Theron for Bombshell, Cynthia Rovia for Harriet, Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story, and then Cersei Ronan for Little Women. First question to you, Hannah, is who do you think should have won out of the ones nominated?
1: Scarlett Johansson, easily.
0: Yeah, for me, it's either Johansson or Theron. Like, I really liked Bombshell, but I liked her performance in it a lot more than anything else. But, like, Marriage Story was so good.
1: God. I I love Marriage Story, but Marriage Story, the things that drive that movie for me is Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson. And I'm very passionate about why they should have won, why Marriage Story should have swept the acting categories. And it didn't... Sadly, but, um, yeah.
0: Yeah, because for me, Marriage Story was probably the most, co- like I, I said this uh, several times, it's probably the most complete film of last year, as mm-hmm. as in like all the technical stuff that kind of went together. But the acting was just, it was just a, a movie filled with pure acting. Like, the, like if five years from now, they'll be teaching that movie within acting classes everywhere. Like this is, yeah. there's several scenes that you can think of where either it's heartbreaking or it's funny or it's just like insane. But yeah, Scarlett Johansson was, was brilliant. It's it's sad. I, did you, you did you see Judy?
1: Uh yeah, I did.
0: What did you think of Zellweger and Judy?
1: I thought she was good. I don't I don't know. Like I watched the movie um when it came out and there wasn't really like, at that time, there was like, some people who were like, oh, yeah, she's she should be nominated, but there wasn't, like, a whole lot of buzz yet, and I walked out, and I was like, yeah, she was good, and I didn't even, like, Oscar didn't even, I didn't even click, I, I didn't think of that at all, uh, and then when she started to get more buzz, and I was like, oh, like, well, this is an odd choice, uh, <laughs> and then she got nominated, and then she kept winning, and I was like, oh, my God.
0: Right. And that's the thing for me. It was so weird that she was like, she literally just swept everything out of nowhere. And it was like, I, when you leave a movie, you know what I mean? And you do stuff like we do when we talk about award season Mm -hmm. You walk into a movie, and when you walk out, you have a feel for where you have them plays. Like, was that good enough for me to put it here? Will I be talking about this in a couple months? When I saw Judy, like, I didn't expect to really ever talk about that film ever again. You know yeah, what I mean? Like,
1: Right before we started recording and you said we're going to do Actress First, I was sitting here thinking, I was like, who won? I could not <laughs> remember for the life of me who won for a second. And I had to look it up who won. Exactly. So I just kept thinking Scarlett Johansson. And I was like, oh, my, she didn't win. <laughs>
0: I would have been a lot happier if she would have won. Um, Yeah. Actually, I would have probably been okay with anybody winning other than Zellweger. And there's nothing against Zellweger, it's just the performance did not feel award worthy to me at all. I agree. All right, now let's transition to actor. Um, obviously, also
1: Lupita Nyong'o should have been nominated. Oh,
0: sorry, yeah, yeah, my bad, my bad, my, I, I forgot about the one part that we were supposed to talk. So, <laughs> and the thing about it is, that's actually my same one. So Lupita was robbed, like yeah, she period. was.
1: Her and uh, Tony Clut um were horror movie shamed, and it's sad.
0: It's. So this is a funny thing to me. You always feel like at some point in time, the Oscars are going to break themselves of the habits of yesterday, right? So you had Mm -hmm. Jordan Peele, you had Get Out, and you're like, okay, it's done. This is it. Horror will be taken somewhat seriously now, right? And then it's like, Lupita comes around, she gets snubbed, and it's like, oh, no, just kidding. (laughs) No, we're not taking horror movies seriously. Uh, Sadly. And then... Because it's like the same thing for me. It's like, will will the Academy really learn from Parasite? Will we see another foreign film get treated in the same light? I don't have faith in that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, Lupita, yeah. I, I didn't know where yours was going to be. But for me, should have been nominated was easily Lupita for us. Because her performance in that. That film that film didn't get half as much credit as it deserved. The score was great. The score should have been nominated, in my opinion. Oh, I agree. I... I prefer us to get out. I think oh, I don't. I,
1: think-, <laughs> <laughs> I, I like, think both of them are pretty mediocre. Okay. Um I have I'm not I'm not a huge fan of either film. Mm-hmm. I think get out is better though because uh I guess it's more has more shock value to it uh, and I'm I'm into that with horror movies. So yeah, I don't know. I mm. i I praise get out for its message and i praise it for its themes but other than that i think that it's a solid uh debut but like if i'm looking at like get out versus a like hereditary for directorial like horror debuts then i'm like well why isn't us uh not us uh get out like held to like uh, not held uh as good as something like hereditary like when they're both like you know us was like not us. Keep calling it us. Get out was nominated for umpteen Oscars and like one for like a uh, best original screenplay. And then like Hereditary got like completely like shut out. And I'm like, well, um, eh. <laughs> I disagree.
0: <laughs> you know, I did not like Hereditary.
1: <laughs> oh okay.
0: Look, I I think I want to watch it again. I watched it the first time and I was just like, hmm, mm, is this movie good? And then like. I've only ever watched it once. Most films, I give two tries, at least. I try to. like Hereditary
1: uh, is a completely different movie on a second watch. It's like a Nocturnal Animals.
0: Oh, God. I love Nocturnal. You just spoke to my heart. I love that movie so much. Like, <laughs> Nocturnal Animals is one of my favorite movies
1: ever. I love that movie, too. But... It's definitely because you know, like when you first watch Nocturnal Animals, like it when you're watching it, you absolutely you have no fucking idea what's going on. And then <laughs> when it. you rewatch it, it's a completely different movie because you know ahead of time what you're getting into. Hereditary, same thing.
0: Yeah. So for me, yeah, I can I can see that. Okay, then I'll have to give Hereditary a second chance and give my and give my thoughts on that because for me you're right with like nocturnal animals when you walk in to see nocturnal animals you're you left the theater with this big like question mark in your head like what just happened did what what i just what i watched was good but what did i just watch and then nocturnal animals is one film for me that gets better on each viewing that's another film Mm -hmm. it was highly robbed everybody was robbed in that oh yeah
1: tom ford never really gets the um awards acclaim that he should even with two movies under his belt, both of them have been, like, damn near masterpieces. And uh, the Academy just kind of shuts it out.
0: It's kind of crazy to me because, like, you would think that it has something to do with him, you know, with his first couple of movies. But then at the same time, we look at, like, a Chazelle who, I, you know, I love I'm, – I'm a big Chazelle guy. But, like, for me, like, it, it's the same boat, you know what I mean? Like, Chazelle mm-hmm. has these great films. Hey, H- Hopper, he's got these films, too. It's like, you know, it's not just, you know, it's mm-hmm. – it's like they pick and choose who they and obviously i don't you
1: know. know maybe it's just that uh tom ford's movies are just sinister i guess in a way yeah. uh like they're they're just not as accessible as something like a chazelle film even For like sure. whiplash it is like darker than like something like la la land but it even then it doesn't come anywhere cl- near like nocturnal
0: animals Oh, no. Nocturnal. Like, I, the, what made Nocturnal such a great movie was the ending. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Obviously, it was a very fucked up movie, but it that ending was... It's like, well, the, I think that's what made La La Land so good as well. You know what I mean? That ending. Like, you have to be unafraid to, like, make the audience leave... Heartbroken, you know what I mean. Like you, most everything you wrap it on a bow, and you just, you know, you move on with your married life. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. there's not, not everybody's willing to take that chance, and especially with like Oscar films, like nobody really wants to take a chance because Nocturnal Animals, the entire movie is just one big screwed up film. And you're right, it's like, all right, I, I don't get why people don't like films like that because for me, I'd rather just it be honest and be raw than just be made up and just like this big you know happy ending like uh the end of bohemian rhapsody you know what i mean like yeah which godly
1: oh man bohemian rhapsody is always a sensitive subject
0: (laughs) did you like that movie
1: no, I don't like Game Moon Thrones at all.
0: <laughs> I can't wait to talk about 2018 with you then.
1: <laughs> I have fun. some hot takes for 2018. Actually, 2019, I'm pretty like on the boat with like what was nominated. Uh, but 2018, I have a lot to say.
0: <laughs> and maybe we need to do this back to back episodes then. <laughs> <laughs> so so best actor obviously with joaquin phoenix joker who actually won leonardo dicaprio for once upon a time in hollywood adam driver for marriage story jonathan price the two popes and then of course antonio banderas for pain and glory um obviously joaquin won um who do you out of the ones nominated obviously you're going to say driver correct
1: uh, yeah I was gonna say Driver uh, he'd be my first pick but I actually would have loved to see Banderas win too uh, I watched Pain and Glory after the Oscars so I didn't know like how good his performance was but he's incredible in that movie uh, it's such like it reminds me of like something of like a Logan Lerman and the Perks being a wallflower is just such a vulnerable performance and I, I love it so much uh, so I, w- I would have liked to see him win um, if not Adam, uh, Joaquin would have been my third choice actually, but yeah, Adam's my
0: first choice. So obviously Joaquin was my first choice. I loved his performance in The Joker. I thought it was great. Um, the one, Adam Driver was a very easy, like, 1B for me, you know what I mean? Like, I would have mm. not been upset had Driver won, you know what I mean? Like, that was yeah. just, it was so good. It was that type of film for me, and I, I loved it. So it was just like, that was, so, Give me somebody that you thought should have been nominated.
1: Oh, man. That's so... Uh, okay. Actually, it's very easy. Uh, <laughs> Ray Romano and Paddleton. Uh, that movie... It's a Netflix movie, uh, just like Marriage Story. And he is phenomenal in it. Uh, it's one of the most heartbreaking movies I've ever seen in my life. And his performance in it is just so, like, once again, vulnerable. And there is... There's this last 45 minutes of the film. And it's just... I I can't even explain it. Because it just... It really... It's just a whole, like, I don't know, like a mood, I guess, that the movie really, like, brings you into. And you feel like they're uh, this friendship between the two people. And uh, Ray Romano is just so, like, I guess, vulnerable and funny. And, oh, my God. I wish that movie got so so much more, like, attention.
0: It came out way too early. And that's the thing. Like, I, I, it's so funny to me sometimes when films um, that maybe should have gotten the love, it's like, oh, well, did it come out too early? Like, sometimes films peak way too early or films don't. Sometimes they don't, I mean, Netflix doesn't really know how to handle some of their films yet anyway, you know what I mean? They're still learning the ropes. I mean, if you look at what they did, they they had a big time miss last year, you know what I mean? Like, or this year for this Oscars. I mean, they had so many nominations and I think they took home the one award and that was for Laura Dern, you know what I mean? So that was something, because when I first saw The Irishman, I, I'm I'm still 50-50 on The Irishman it depends on the hour. It's a very, 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 very long film. And (laughs) when that first came out, I could have swore to you that I thought that was just going to sweep at the Oscars because everybody just bows down and and kisses Scorsese's feet. Rightfully so, everybody calm down. I love Scorsese, okay? I'm a a Scorsese guy. But the Irishman just did not feel, give me that vibe of, whenever I found out that De Niro, like everybody was like, De Niro should be nominated. De Niro should be nominated. He should have been the one that nominated I really just wanted to scream because, I liked De Niro in the film, and I thought he was good. I, I
1: agree, though. I, I wish he would have been nominated in place of, like, uh, uh, Anthony Hopkins.
0: Yeah, I mean, I could, yeah. I mean, you mean Jonathan Price, but yeah, I mean. Uh, it,
1: Jonathan Pryce. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jonathan Pryce. Yeah. Uh, Anthony okay. Hopkins is the other one. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I'm not a two-pokes person, so the film was okay. It was, I would have, if I actually. I haven't my- even seen it. <laughs> um, yeah you're not missing anything the that to me was like that should have been for me like that's the, that's the Shia LaBeouf nomination right there that should have been Shia LaBeouf's and then for me like I really didn't appreciate the lack of love that George McKay for 1917 got like that's who my oh, yeah nominated.
1: he would have been a good choice yeah
0: I thought if he is not who he is in that film I don't think that film works as well as it did don't get me wrong I know it's like a technical aspect of a film there's I, I, I've only ever seen 1970 once. I, I don't think I'll ever see it. Yet. I saw it in theaters. I saw it at RPX. I saw it at the loud screen. You know, I have it. I have it sitting in my house, and I refuse to rewatch it. I just don't know if I ever want to relive it. Because for me, like, I want to live in that moment. I want to live in the knowing. What I saw was so good technically that it was good. There's some pieces of the film that I have problems with. But McKay's performance as a collective whole was so good. Like, I love He was
1: really, that. really good.
0: And... I love McKay just because I love Captain Fantastic so much too. But
1: um, <laughs> I just don't think 2019 was like like a strong year for like actors.
0: Mm-mm. No, I don't disagree with that at all. It was, it was, well, I think it was, yeah, as a collective whole, like actress was kind of okay. Supporting actress was one of the worst fields I think I've ever seen. Like it was really rough for me. Yeah. To keep coming I was going to
1: say, I think supporting actor was probably the most competitive yep. this year, uh, well, last year.
0: I agree 100% yeah I mean and I really feel like there should have been some changes within that as well yeah, I actually I really like I actually cheated here I picked two I, I did pick I picked Eddie Murphy I loved him in Dolomite I loved Oh
1: it. yeah I do I love him in that movie too. I love that movie I wish that movie got more um more attention
0: I think the problem with that was is Netflix had so many films right yeah and it was like all right well which movie do we push at first it was like all right we're gonna we're gonna go all in on the Irishman <laughs> and it was like no maybe we'll think about Tupac no we're gonna go about Marriage Story it's it like led
1: nominations uh with Joker uh
0: <laughs> it just <laughs> <Yeah>. didn't win <laughs> it won nothing It seriously it won the only award it won on that was Laura Dern's right
1: uh I think it Netflix is.
0: yeah uh, lower Dern was it, the only win.
1: Did it win for screenplay? No,
0: Nope. no, that's, that was nice.
1: No, what, what one for original screenplay? Oh, JoJo,
0: yeah, what did he?
1: No, no, no that was uh, that was adapted. What one for original? I think marriage story did.
0: No, um, originals did Parasite win.
1: Oh, yeah. Parasite. Duh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hanjin won one. Yeah. For Parasite. Yeah. There it is. Okay.
1: As it should.
0: (laughs) Oh, for sure. Obviously. Yes. I mean, that's, and that's the segue obviously for best director who won or who was, who was nominated here. Um, Obviously we had uh, Bong Joon-ho for Parasite. We had Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. We had Martin Scorsese for The Irishman. 1917 and sam mendez and then todd phillips for the joker um i would not have changed anything here obviously the right person i
1: have a big change
0: <laughs> well do you you think somebody else should have won out of these no no no, no, no. okay uh yeah, yeah.
1: i think that the category is almost perfect i think that todd phillips is a huge 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 mistake here um i think it's very damaging uh towards uh directors that it, of color of uh women directors i think it's just the wrong choice here and it's uh I, I just think i think it's a very damaging nomination like in general uh because you know the oscars have continued to like push women out of like their the director the directing category and uh, directors of color out of the directing category and it's been very apparent every year and you know they every year it's the same thing where it's like oh my god you know they're gonna get better they're gonna get better they're gonna get better and then like this year we had so many like directors and uh like those women and of color and they chose todd phillips who is you know joker when you look at it you can say oh yeah it's like a very like it's it's technical whatever todd phillips did not what's his what did he offer the film that was purely todd phillips you know what i mean like if you can love them like you can be the biggest fan of joker you cannot sit here and look at anyone and be like that is todd phillips film what what did he offer that was purely todd phillips you can go down the list of everyone else in the category and he's the only one and i it's it really gets on my nerves really does Uh (laughs) that's
0: what I'm talking about that's what I needed for this podcast that's what I'm talking about get fired up get fired up (laughs) so for me I had a hard time here picking one um but who would you obviously um you would have taken Todd Phillips out who would you have put in that place
1: I would have uh Alma Harrell I would have Greta Gerwig uh Taika Waititi uh there's a lot of directors that I would have put in place here Noah Baumbach uh uh robert eggers there's there's so many and that's why it's just it's frustrating it's
0: very frustrating yeah for me i struggled with the mariel heller yeah so for me um alma would be one of my top two choices I, i still think that amazon dropped the ball with that film um they tried to push the report they tried to do a lot with that film and then they realized that driver was in the driver's seat no pun intended there for <laughs> <laughs> um for marriage story and i think they kind of dropped the ball for me one of my favorite films of the year that was out, outside of honey boy that was directed by a woman and actually even better like a woman of color was meli mistukas's version of queen and sloan i loved queen and Slim. and i know this is not a popular
1: I haven't uh, seen it, so I can't offer a whole lot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so for me, Queen of Slim was, um, it was one of the better, like, it literally is in my top 10 movies of last year. Um, I love this film so much. And I think that the acting was phenomenal. But for me, it was the direction. The direction was so good. And for her, it was her first time directing a, a full, full-length full film. Like The only thing I think she directed before that was like a, a Beyonce uh, music video or whatever. Oh, that's and, cool. Hang on, what was that thing? Oh, remember that thing? What was it, Lemonade or whatever? That Lemonade thing oh, that came out in, like, twenty okay. two. 20- she directed she, that.
1: She directed the entire thing?
0: Yes. Oh,
1: Beyonce. that's
0: so cool. I love yes. that. Oh, never mind. There was, like, six directors on that. But still, oh, okay. she was part of that. That's where she came from. But that's where her roots come from. Both, she directed that one, and then there was, like, a 2013 Beyonce thing that she directed as well. But this is her, like, directorial debut as a full-length film, and it was phenomenal. Like, I loved queen and slim and what it brought to the table but for me like at the top of the list is alma honey boy works because of the screenplay but if she doesn't take Labuff's screenplay and turn it into the film that she does it, it it doesn't work you know what i mean and it's like they were the perfect there was a match made in heaven between those two and i love that film. i've seen that film i think seven times now oh geez and i saw it three times in theaters um,
1: oh my
0: god! So, if, <laughs> quick, funny story. So, I for only Honey Boy seen
1: it twice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know. I I like to emotionally damage myself quite often by watching Honey Boy over and over, <laughs> and, over and over again. Um. So it was funny. So we had we had talked to um, we had actually talked to Alma a little bit on Twitter. Jacob did, and like she had like the Honey Boy like they sent us T-shirts and oh, a that's whole bunch so of cute. Right. It was pretty. So. We went to, they bought us tickets, Jacob and I, to go tickets to go see it. We had already seen it, but, like, we did this whole big thing, and we were talking about it, and they were like, hey, pick a night, we'll buy the tickets, you guys go see it. So we went to the movie theater to go see it, and we're like, hey, like, obviously it's weird. How do you walk up and be like, hey, honey boy bought us tickets? Like, how do you even, how do you even approach that? You know what I mean? They said, said, hey, drop the name, you know, drop your guys' name at the box office or whatever. So we get there. We did, and they were like, we don't have anything for you. I'm like, well, this is weird. So I was like, well, here's the tweets. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, or here's (laughs) like when there was like direct messages from them saying, hey, you know, well, they gave us a hard time, right? Mm. So this is like six o'clock at night on a Thursday, right? It was like either Wednesday or Thursday. And so we were like, all right, whatever. So I was like, I have, I have um, regal pass or whatever it is. So I just bought my ticket, right? So I, I just used that, bought my ticket. Jacob used his thing because he worked at Regal. So like he just used his thing. So we went and saw it. We came out of the movie theater. And when we came out of the theater, the manager ran over to us and like out and out apologized to us. Like, I'm so sorry. I'm so, I didn't even know. I'm so sorry. So apparently like the studio had called Regal's headquarters, which headquarters had called this particular Regal at like seven o'clock at night. Because I direct messaged Honey, I was like, "Hey, I just want to let you guys know, nothing. It's not a big deal that you know." They said the tickets weren't there, so I was like, "It's no big deal. Don't worry about it. We just we're gonna go see it anyway." You know what I mean? We bought the tickets mm-hmm. to go. See- they called up to the damn movie theater, and <laughs> like literally, like ranted. To- so the guy was like, "Look, whatever we want, you know." So he gave us ticket. We were actually going to go see another movie that night. I don't even remember what it was now, but we went and saw a different movie that night. He's like. All the tickets are comped. Everybody's tickets are comped. I was like, okay, cool. But, you know, it's just funny because it was just like, I didn't realize that, A, a studio would actually go out of their way, or Honey Boy as a collective whole you know, their PR team. Yeah. Go out of their way at like six o'clock on a Wednesday or Thursday night to call Regal that same night you know what i mean it was like that Mm -hmm. same night that's super cool right it was pretty cool it was pretty baller and um but outside of that i mean that has nothing to do with my bearing on the film i cry like a baby the script is just heartbreaking i've read the script uh, i'm not through and through but bits and pieces of the script and there's so many scenes in that movie that just ripped me in five thousand pieces um everybody's performances in that are great too and the score is great the score is we actually had um Uh, Alex Summers, he did the score for it. We did an interview with him on the podcast, and it was pretty good.
1: Oh, awesome.
0: He's... The the whole movie, I love that movie. I I do. I mean, obviously... I like it a lot. Yeah, and the screenplay is... That got robbed, too. Like, that film just as a collective whole got robbed. You know what I mean?
1: (laughs) Yes, I I agree.
0: All right, let's transition to the grand finale here of Best Picture. So, obviously, we had... That sounds so happy. We had jo- <laughs> <laughs> we had Jojo Rabbit. I am we- happy, but we had Jojo Rabbit. We had Little Women. We had Marriage Story. We had Ford versus Ferrari. We had Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. We had Joker. We had 1917. We had The Irishman, and of course, we had the winner, Parasite. Which, um, I will say, when they announced Parasite won, I did cry. Um, because for me, like, I didn't expect that. You know, I mean, especially when when Bong won director. I thought, oh, hands man. down, 1917 was Winning Picture, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I Because I thought it was going to be the one or the other. And, and if the history repeated itself, it was like, director is, always goes to that other, you know, the a foreign-like film. You know what I mean? Not foreign, but like a, um, God, what am I looking for here? Yes. It just, it, <laughs> I don't even know what I'm saying right <laughs> you know what i'm trying to say Well, like you know uh uh alejandro won it and then of course you had uh, gilmore so you had the, the diversity was uh, has been play in play for the best director for quite some time right so i mm-hmm. thought for sure that we were going to get the opposite um end of the moon on best picture so i was fully expecting 1917 to win and when parasite won it was like oh happy day it was like for the first time because last year we had green book the year before that we shaping yeah water. It was like a couple years, and then, of course, the Bohemian Rhapsody nonsense. Within. So I felt like for the first time, the Academy finally did something right, and it was nice. You know what I mean? So for me, obviously, Parasite won. Parasite should have won. Who should have won, in your opinion?
1: Parasite, 100%. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh. I think Parasite was the best movie of last year. It wasn't my favorite. Uh, I do like wholeheartedly believe that it was the best movie to come out of last year, though.
0: I like see that's to me like that's one thing that in talking with you I do like that for me I do the same thing I can differentiate what a great film is and what to me personally is a good film you know what I mean like yeah my enjoyment level on certain films just because I, I for me I have to give them like two different scores it's like enjoyment level that was like a five star like I sat there for two hours and I had a blast and it was a great time. Was it a five-star movie? No, but was it a five-star good time? Yes, you know what I mean? You have to be able to differentiate it. Like, I know that you really like, like, Far From Home, for me, like, yeah. that was one of the best films of last year. It was, like, I had a blast. And Jake Gyllenhaal is just, you know, perfect, you know what I mean? And <laughs> <laughs> he really is. I just, but like, you can differentiate saying, hey, look, Parasite is the best film from last year. Might not have been my favorite, but there, I understand it, can appreciate what went into Parasite.
1: I was going to say, I have Far From Home as my second favorite film of the year on my letterbox list. But I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, Far From Home is a better movie than Parasite. Like, no. <laughs> Obviously <laughs> not. <laughs> exactly. I have It Chapter 2 as my favorite film of last year. And I still can, like, you know, almost everything that was nominated in Best Picture is better than It Chapter 2. But It Chapter 2 was my favorite film of last year. <laughs> exactly. And people seem... Except Joker. Joker is, not, is the exception in the <laughs> Best Picture thing.
0: <laughs> you got another sorry rant? i know
1: you like joker no <laughs>
0: look i i did i did like joker i but the thing for me is i'm not one of those joker fans okay i'm not gonna sit here and tell you why joker was so great my favorite thing is about joker i love the cinematography i thought the cinematography is absolutely gorgeous in that film i love the score hildor winning really made me happy because she, it was very well deserved, in my opinion. And Joaquin Phoenix was mind blowing in that film. Those are my three favorite things about the film. And I think that people can agree. I think you maybe, like, you can agree. Those three things really worked for the film, I think, right?
1: The cinematography, the music, and then Joaquin? Yes. Yeah, uh, I agree less than Joaquin uh, just because I. I think it's another, like, crazy performance, you know? Uh, (laughs) But, yeah, he was good in it. Uh, I just, I don't know. I feel like Joker is just a hot topic for me. (laughs) But I I agree, like, 10 out of 10 for, like, the cinematography and, like, the music, though.
0: And, see, that's the thing for me. But, like, when the whole Joker thing went down, it was like, yeah, I like Joker. You know what I mean? Like, for me, it's Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I do. But at the same time, like... If you go, if, if you go to me, Hannah, it's like, hey, I didn't like Joker. Okay, cool. Let's talk about it. What didn't you like? Yeah. About it? you know what I mean. It's like you, you and I, you know, we we're, we obviously don't have the, you know, there's going to be films we don't agree upon. there's free films that you might like that I don't like, and vice versa. That that's part of this. Like, but having a healthy conversation about the film instead of being like Hannah, oh my god, you don't like the Joker. You hate <laughs> men, and you hate everything. Oh, you are the worst. It was like, um, God, what was it? Like, um, for me, like, you liked Invisible Man. I didn't like Invisible Man, right? So I criticized Invisible Man. I didn't like it. I didn't think, um, I didn't like Elizabeth Moss in it. I didn't think the film was that good. But, like, yeah. for me, I posted that, and then it was automatically, you know, I hate women. You know what I mean? Like, that's the first thing that came with it. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, let's not talk ever again, because that's not how this works. You know what I mean? And it's like, I don't, because, like, some of my favorite films last year involved direction from women. You know what I mean? I, I, people seem to lose sight of the moment it's like you say hey i don't like joker and then it's like it uh, you get 40 50 responses about how you're a diss you know you're just an awful human being you know what i mean like it's just a onslaught of film twitter being film twitter and <laughs> <laughs> instead of it's like hey you did not like joker cool right, that's awesome well, yeah. why didn't you like it? you know what i mean oh you didn't like the direction okay cool like that's understandable like that's your opinion joker just
1: has a bad fan base like a big like incel fan base and i think that's why a lot of people are turned off by the movie uh a lot of the time on film twitter because the incels uh
0: (laughs) it's true though it's true it's like you can like a film but you don't have to like a film to the point where you're like just an asshole to everybody else you know what i mean that doesn't make any Mm -hmm. sense to me like what's the what's the fun in that like you take like you literally turn people away from the movie because you acting like that you know right all right so should have been nominated um obviously you know you would definitely have kept joker and no, i'm just kidding no <laughs> <laughs> um, should have been nominated in best picture what did you pick
1: um i would say the lighthouse or knives out uh so yeah those are my two big ones and rocket man i would throw rocket man in there too uh for actor too i completely forgot oh, who god. should i nominated um taryn edgerton 100 uh, percent. oh my god
0: how did we forget that one? Holy cow. That was, that I'm like looking
1: through my 2019 ranked right now. And I just remembered, I was like, oh my God, Taron Edgerton was such a big snub. Oh my God. I feel so bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Ray Romano and Taron Edgerton, Definitely.
0: <laughs> so I truly think that Edgerton didn't get nominated because of Bohemian Rhapsody. I, yeah,
1: I, I agree. I agree.
0: Because you were, you're talking about a film that the year after is a that it is one thousand times <laughs> like
1: that kind of bi- biopic?
0: Yeah, it's and it's one thousand times better. It's,
1: the- it's so frustrating. <laughs> Imagine if Rocket Man came out in the same year as Bohemian Rhapsody, it would have crushed at the Oscars. It would have crushed.
0: It was. Ugh. We wouldn't even been talking like Bohemian Rhapsody would have never even been mentioned. You know what I mean? Like no, it would literally.
1: Have- we it wouldn't something we saw and been like, oh yeah, that was like you know, that was the last better version of Rocket Man in two thousand
0: eighteen. My, I remember writing my review of Rocket Man when I left, and I wrote this down as soon as I left. I said, Rocket Man was everything Bohemian Rhapsody wanted to be, and like, and I still wholeheartedly believe that. Like everything that Rocket Man was bohemian rhapsody wish it was you know what i mean like exactly. the performance the and i really feel like it would have been a stain to watch Ed, like why didn't they have edgerton perform at the oscars like that one blew.
1: i my mind. don't oh christ
0: he's saying he's saying in the movie right i
1: was gonna say they couldn't even <laughs> get rami malek to sing in their movie <laughs> they couldn't even find someone to fucking sing oh my god (laughs) it it's just it's just thinking (laughs) about it it really does just like it boils your blood thinking about it does it not
0: yes Uh, but bohemian rats well the thing about it is i think the thing that bothers me the most about that as well is you had you had bradley cooper go on the stage and perform a very beautiful song with Lady Gaga and actually sing on the stage and you couldn't and even you get the star even the him the Oscar. and you couldn't, you, he completely, I didn't even know Bradley Cooper could sing before I saw the trailer of a star is born. Bradley Cooper couldn't sit like he put his heart and soul into a star is born. Bradley Cooper said that,
1: should have won for a star is born. And I will like bring that to the grave with me. I have been saying that ever since 2018.
0: (laughs) If there is one, if I could go back in time and change one win, that would be my win. Like, I seriously... Yeah, I I would probably have to think long and hard about that, really, to be honest with you. Like, I'm going on whim. But, like, especially in, like, the last 10 years, hands down, that's, like, of what was nominated. Like, not Mm -hmm. what could have been nominated. Bradley Cooper should have won. Bradley Cooper should have been nominated for Best Director, too. But that's beside the point. That's a different conversation. But he should have i cannot i still can't believe that rami malik won for that performance and it was not good my biggest problem with bohemian rhapsody was not only what when you watch the film it's not it's an okay film right mm-hmm. it's not it's not a bad film when people liked it because people like queen you know what i mean queen is exactly. one of the biggest groups of all time freddie mercury had an amazing voice like dude was talented like you could have put adam lambert who's gone on tour with
1: and he's an actor
0: right with (laughs) with the Queen band, he's gone on tour with them and sang their songs. You could have put him in that role, and I would have been a like a lot happier. And like the way, the biggest problem with it is like the end of the movie was the live eight thing, and he's performing, and he's not even performing. Like that's how you ended the movie. And then when you fact check the movie, you realize that like ninety percent of the movie is not even real. You know, yep. and it's like oh my god, like whew, man, we went on a tangent about Bohemian Rhapsody.
1: it's something to talk about. Uh,
0: (laughs) Just wait till we do 2018. uh, 2018
1: really is just a bad Oscars year.
0: Bad. Just wait till we talk about 2018. That'll be our next episode. So that'll be fun. It's one
1: of the best years for film in like the last decade. That's why I don't get it. I'm like, it's such a bad year for the Oscars, but it was one of the best years like of the decade for film. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Mind-blowing.
0: Oh man. Okay, so you said who you thought should have been nominated for best picture, right? You said *Knives Out* or um, uh,
1: *The Lighthouse* and *Rocket Man*.
0: Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's when we got on our tangent for *Rocket Man*. I forgot how we went down that rabbit hole. We talked about *Rocket*. I can't believe we forgot about Edgerton. Um, <laughs> Me too. I'm. I feel so bad. So do I. Um, people are gonna be like, yeah, like when they get to that part, they're like, "What? They didn't even mention." Yeah. Him. yeah why like, didn't
1: oh. they bring up Taryn? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, so for me, should have been nominated. Um, I had Endgame and Honey Boy. Endgame for me, I think it was- I wouldn't have been against Endgame being nominated. I feel like they really could have nominated it as its 10th film. They really could. Like it was, I had feelings in Endgame that I've like, okay, so I'm not a person, I don't know how you are, but I'm not a person to stand up in my chair and just want to scream at the screen and be like, yeah, this is awesome. I will internally do that. I will internally be like, yeah, that was awesome. Like, I want to, you know, I literally wanted to stand in my seat during Endgame and just like cheer because of everything that was <laughs> going on. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it, it was the culmination of over twenty films. Was it perfect? No, there it had its flaw. But like, I've never been so emotionally like it was an emotional roller coaster ride. And it was a great, like, it was a very, very good film. And I feel like it could have been nominated and they wouldn't have had, like, it would have made a lot of people happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it's not like you would have been nominating a bad movie either. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I don't know. For everything that Marvel has done for film as a collective whole... I, you know, I do think that they get the bad end of the stick, like, you know, the whole entire Scorsese versus Marvel thing. I think that didn't help Endgame's cause because that came out during that whole entire process. So, you know, and I know Scorsese is the god of films. And again, like I don't have anything against Scorsese. Scorsese is one of my favorite directors. But I do think that part of what he was saying was wrong about are they theme park rides? Yeah, of course they are. Like, that's that's what they are. Like, <laughs> duh. But, like, theme park rides are fun. You know what I mean? I like yeah. going to Universal Studios. You know what I mean? Like, it's fun. <laughs> like, I like riding the rides at Universal Studios. So right. Me. And then it's also funny. Like, did you hear the report that he's trying to get? I forget what movie he's making right now. But, like, the budget's so high oh, that...
1: yeah. That's so... Like, that makes me so mad. How are you not going to give, like, the best director, like... Maybe, like, one of the best... Not my favorite, but the best director working right now. Like, the budget that he wants. It just... It makes no sense to me. It's really frustrating. But...
0: (laughs) But I will say two things. I think what he says about, like, him asking for it, I think just is, like, counterproductive his argument about, like, Marvel as a collective whole. Like, he's trying to... But at the same time, like, I understand he wants that money, but he's not a big-time box office guy. You know what I mean? Like, his film... If you make a $300 million film, you've got to make like five, six, seven hundred million dollars to really be like, yeah, we got our money back. And there hasn't been a whole lot of Scorsese five, six, seven hundred million dollar films. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's like, his films have always been kind of awards driven. You know what I mean? Like you have the off instances where Scorsese films smash at the box office. You know what I mean? Like Wolf of Wall Street was a smash. You know what I mean? Like it's. The, I don't even think the part it was that. I looked at his stats the other day whenever we talk about it. Like, he's only made, not on, only, I'm prefixed by saying only. But, like, his directed films have only made, like, a little over, um, like, a, like, a billion dollars. Like, a collectively. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: I mean, Which look is, at Denis Villeneuve, though. Um, he, his movies always bomb, and studios are still giving him, you know, $100 million budgets. I mean, Dune is probably more than that so
0: uh <laughs> true true and then that, and, and, and that's and like i i I think it is crazy that he can't get the budget you know what i mean but it's like at the same time it's like all right like what does he need like 200 like they're saying it's over 200 million dollars right like what does he need no, over it's 150 million is 150 so mm-hmm.
1: that's so i just
0: i don't know for me it's weird I it's just like a fine line of obviously right now i don't think anybody wants to give any money out you know what i mean like, yeah <laughs> You know, but it's like he wants to do the whole, like, I'm going to take my ball and go home thing. I'm just going to go to Netflix. We'll just sign a deal with Netflix already. You know what I mean? Like, let's just do it. Like, <laughs> sign Scorsese to a three or four picture film with Netflix. Let's get some more. Like, I'm all about more Scorsese. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. love Scorsese, you know? Um, I do. I can't can you believe he only has one Oscar for directing. Uh,
1: it's, it's odd. It's very odd. I... The the academy's a joke, really.
0: (laughs) Right, I'll tell you what they they get director right, like in the last I'd say I was looking I'm looking at it right now. So the last couple years, so you had you had Bong, you had Alfonso, you had Gilmore, Chazelle, Alejandro, Alejandro. um alfonso again angley for life of pie which was whatever that's whatever
1: barry jenkins should have won over chazelle i'm just gonna say it right here right now uh i'm not a huge chazelle person but Mm. barry jenkins he he gave moonlight the life that it has i don't care
0: uh that one hurts me i think a lot. I love La La Land. La La is one of my all-time favorite films. I <laughs> I fight with Jacob about this. Jacob says, obviously, Chazelle's catalog is pretty pretty amazing to start his career, right? He goes Whiplash, La La Land, First Man, which I think First Man was great too. So you have back to back to back really good heaters. And I still think that La La Land is his, in my opinion. La La Land is a masterpiece. In my opinion, I think it's his, I think it's a five-star film. It's. I gave the other two four and a half. Jacob still says that Chazelle has not made his best film yet. And he might not have, you know what I mean? I I can't wait for the next film that he does. He's doing that silent uh, movie with um, Brad Pitt. Yeah. It's the transition from silent, you know, out of silent to uh, speaking roles. And I'm excited about that. I love Moonlight. I do. I wouldn't have hated Jenkins winning. But that was another one of those. It was like, we're going to give the director to this guy. And then picture to this guy, which the end of the ending of that Oscars was this weirdest thing ever. Yes.
1: <laughs> I remember watching it with my dad and then us being like super bummed because we're not we're not huge La La Land people. Um so and we were we were all in on Moonlight and when it was announced that La La Land won, we were both like, oh my God, like uh, like very sad and then when that whole like thing started happening we we're like wait what the fuck's going on and then they like announced moonlight and we we i literally cried uh <laughs> it was a big deal <laughs>
0: um I, yeah yeah i mean i i i can't I, I can't say anything bad about moonlight like i can't even like i was happy it won best picture you know what i mean i was very 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 happy that it won best picture um oh god as i stared at this i realized that alfonso won Best director for Gravity, and that movie's a pile of shit. Um, oh, man. I don't do you- like Gravity either. <laughs> okay, good. All right. I thought we were good.
1: And what, uh, what year is Gravity?
0: 2013. Scorsese should have won for Wolf of Wall Street. Um, or McQueen for 12 Years a Slave.
1: I was going to say. I, felt
0: yeah, I yeah. Yeah. That's I, why I, that I
1: asked. So I was going to say. I didn't know if Steve McQueen won or not. But if he didn't, then he should have for 12 Years a Slave. For sure. Yeah.
0: I take back my scores, Daisy Comment. I didn't Twelve re- Years a Slave was fucking amazing. God, it's a great movie too. Um Director does a pretty like they do a pretty good job with Director. I feel yeah. like every other category I, I'm not too sucks. mad
1: about director a lot of the time.
0: No, but actor. Whew.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry.
0: Yeah. Oh man, I can't wait to talk about twenty eighteen. We're gonna have to do that soon um okay so, so we did picture we did everything um plug all your stuff away
1: all right uh my podcast is at cinemania world on twitter and then at cinemania world on pretty much all streaming platforms uh so listen to that we just did an episode about barry season one and two uh it's my favorite tv show of all time uh listen to that if you like barry it's full spoilers uh and then my twitter is at movies and cats not really talking about many movies right now uh sorry about that but i promise you i have some good tweets about movies every now and then so follow me on there and i post cute pictures of my cat a lot so there you go
0: (laughs) hannah is a great follow on twitter um one of my favorites we um her tweets are some of my favorite just because they're <laughs> like they're the most random tweets ever we were talking about this before we got on the air oh, but man. um i i'm happy i'll be very happy when movies get back so we can talk about film again like there's not really a whole lot to talk about right now like i'm just re-watching like i just re-watched like american pie i re-watched the oh, phantom Bird. thread last night did you you know i i saw your tweets about that right i remember watching it so okay this is a short story for me, I want to watch some films of like the last, not last four or five years. I feel like as I've grown older and, and appreciate film a little bit more, I want to rewatch some films that I think back and I'm like, man, that was terrible. Like if I think about it. You did
1: not like Phantom Thread?
0: I thought it was okay right but for me but at the same time i
1: (laughs) I love it so much (laughs) i know i saw
0: i saw you tweeting about it and i was like oh but that's the thing so for me like i can't remember that movie very well you know what i mean it's like Mm i for me so it's like i really want to go back and revisit it i do think like i don't get the daniel day lewis thing a whole lot <laughs> i'm gonna say that out loud oh, oh geez <laughs> there will be blood is not good i i, <gasps> I hate that film oh game,
1: so. my god
0: <laughs> Oops, i just <laughs> struck a chord
1: broken oh my god i love every pcha film i adore
0: all of them so <laughs> <laughs> there will be blood is so boring <laughs>
1: I love the Ruby One so much. I am a slow burn gal, so wow.
0: I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm a
1: slow burn dialogue driven gal.
0: And I'm I'm okay with that. But man, that film just oof! God, that was a terrible year for uh, Best Actor that year. Johnny Depp was nominated for Sweeney Todd. Oh jeez. Oh, <laughs> I just have it pulled up because, like, I saw in 2007, There Will Be Blood, Daniel Day Lewis won, and I was like, all right, well, what would have I picked? And it's like, oh, God, Johnny Depp was nominated for Sweeney Todd. What is wrong with the world? Um, Yeah, I know. That's terrible just to even think about. Um, But yeah, I, but even There Will Be Blood, I will say, I would like to rewatch it, right? I would rewatch that now because 2007, I was like, I was like 21. Mm Yeah. I was 21 in 2007. How I feel about film now and how I feel about film in 2007, I watched there will be blood one time. And when I did, I was like, this was boring. So my thinking of back in 2007, you know, how I feel about film now has changed. And my love for film is different. My, I appreciate the art a little bit different than I do now. So maybe, maybe along the way, I will rewatch there will be blood and I won't think that it's boring. Um, but I will say that, you know, it could be boring. But <laughs> but, but see, that's the thing. Like Daniel Day Lewis won for for Lincoln. That he was not that good in Lincoln. I'm sorry. I feel like I, that's another. Uh, what's
1: what's his name? Uh, damn it! What's his name? Gary Oldman situation where he won uh, for Winston Churchill, The Darkest Hour, over uh, Timothy Chalamet. Uh, um,
0: I would have gave Bradley Cooper the Oscar that year as well. So there's that.
1: 2017. Um,
0: 2012.
1: Oh, I was like, what was he in in 2017?
0: No. no, he was transforming into the role and becoming a you know, Bradley Cooper the singer and Jack he was transforming into Jackson Maine in 2017 only to not get appreciated in 2018. Yeah. And <laughs> that's what he was doing in 2000. No, Silver Lighting playbook. That it was
1: Daniel- Oh my god, I love Silver Lighting so much.
0: Perfect. That We can close it there. We're back on the <laughs> same again. We are in the same ballpark. We are good to go. Uh, make sure to follow Hannah. We're going to do more of these. I'm excited about them. We've talked about it. So we're going to do 2018 yet uh, next. So that should be a whole lot of fun. And uh, thanks for joining me, Hannah.
1: Of course. <laughs> this is super fun.